Well, good morning and welcome to another edition of Eye on Houston. I'm Aaron Austin from 100.3 The Bull. And joining me this morning, we've got a very special guest. Her name is Kim Harrison. She is a member of GPA Houston, otherwise known as Greyhound Pets of America Houston. So uh, thank you for joining us. You know, the reason why we have you on today is because, well, A, I'm a big animal lover. And uh, I uh, realized that April is a Greyhound, uh, Adopt a Greyhound Month. So that's why we have you on. So we can talk about Adopt a Greyhound Month and also hear locally how people can get involved and, well, adopt a Greyhound. So um, I got to, uh, well, tell me about Adopt a Greyhound Month. Are you guys doing anything special here in Houston for it? Hi. No, um, so we aren't doing anything in addition to our normal events and storefronts and meet and greets that we do for this month. Um, it's great that it's, it's really this month is all about raising the awareness of how wonderful these retired racers are and what great pets they make um, in the house and how much they love uh, retirement and they take it very seriously. We like to say that they become... Um, 40 mile per hour couch potatoes. So just it's just really educating the public on how how these pets are. They're not like normal dogs. They have lots of differences. Um, so just making people aware of those different things. And as much as they're wonderful dogs, it's just like all types of dogs. They're not um, they're not fit for every single family, but they really do make great dogs and great great members of the family. So, yeah, like you were saying, uh, they become 40 mile per hour couch potatoes, which is hilarious in itself. What do, you know, what are some of the differences that people may not know about adopting a greyhound? So some of the different things is um, mainly in their genetics, um, which is why so they have diff- they have larger hearts than at most dogs. Some of their um, blood count values are very different from other dogs, which is why we have a list of recommended vets when, um, for our adopters so that they, we make sure that the vets are aware, um, are, are, are aware of these things, these differences for greyhounds, because sometimes the vets haven't, been, haven't had much interaction with these dogs and their differences. So it's always good to know that. Um, popular to... To uh, you know, contrary to popular belief, these dogs, although they, you know, they're sprinters and they can actually go 40 miles per hour almost, um, they and it doesn't take them much time to accelerate. So the, these dogs are really not for off-leash at all. Um, they have a huge prey drive a lot of the time. You know, that's just their instinct, their nature. Um, but in seeing that as well, that doesn't mean that they can't um, be homed with small dogs or even cats. We have some dogs who have a bunny rabbit as a friend. It just depends on the individual dog. Hmm. I get, well, and that's the thing. Like, um, I mean, I look at them and I think uh, they just seem like giant, giant babies. They are. They're cuddle. I just recently adopted my third um, greyhound from GPA, and he is just a huge snuggle bug. He just loves to cuddle and be around you and he's just a huge gentle giant um he's slightly clumsy because everything is new to him so his personal space awareness is kind of lacking at the moment but he's improving every day um but these but these dogs some of the dogs from the track i mean they've some some of them have never seen stairs 
So you have to teach them about stairs. Some of them haven't seen windows or sliding glass doors or anything. So it's a whole new world for them and a whole new experience if they haven't been in a foster home prior to you adopting them. Yeah, I mean, uh, so to give everybody an idea, I mean, we're talking about greyhound dogs that have been uh, at racetracks and have been in the racing lifestyle for years. Um which I don't even know what that's what that would be like for them. So, I mean, yeah, what is a what are, are their conditions and how long are they racing and how do they end up getting to be adopted? I know that I'm asking you like three questions in one, but that's okay. And so if I if I um, don't answer them all, please remind me which ones I haven't answered. Um, so we have dogs of all ages. We do, we um, the dogs that we that a lot of our dogs are given us to us by their owners or trainers or breeders um, after their careers are over or so that we can find them loving homes, you know. So um, that's how we get a lot of our dogs. And some dogs may have raced just a little bit, um, maybe for a short period of time. And then for whatever reason, it didn't work out or they weren't as good as they anticipated or maybe had an injury and they, they just decided to retire them early. Some dogs we get are much older, maybe seven, between five and seven sometimes, um, who've maybe been brood mums, so they've had lots of pups, they've been good racers themselves. Um, sometimes we even have owner surrenders come in, you know, for whatever um, family circumstances have arisen and they can no longer care for their dog, then they contact us to see if we can help rehome their dog, you know, because it's a very traumatic experience when that happens, whether it's due to divorce or a family member passing away, anything like that. So um, the organization is really does a really, really good job working with the public and the people to make sure that we place the dogs in the appropriate home. We do lots of, we do home checks, we do um, applications uh, to make sure that we find a good fit. And we do testing of the dogs for small dogs because some of them, you know, some much as we would love them to get along with everybody, they're kind of like humans. Everybody's different, you know, and sometimes they just don't get along with the small dogs or they see them as prey because it's, they've been chasing something around a track for years, you know. Um, so we do all that testing up front. So um, and the same with cat testing. And um, we have some great um, charity members, uh, chapter members who have cats who help us with that testing um, to make sure that we don't place the dogs in a home that isn't suitable for them, which is which is quite unique from um, a lot of the other rehoming organizations out there. And we do that also for, um, we do adopt to families of small children, which a lot will not even consider. But it just maybe takes a little bit longer to find the right dog. So, and, and the reason being, sorry, sorry, the reason being is that, as you said, you know, sometimes they've been there just for a little bit of time racing, or sometimes it's an older dog. So the, the whole world is new. Right. The the trainers have loved on them and done all that, the kennel masters and the people who work with the dogs. But aside from that, they really haven't had much socialization with dogs or people aside from those people. Um, And so they they're fine with greyhounds. But oh, my goodness, that's a different dog and it's a different shape and it's a bit bigger, a bit fluffier, a little bit smaller, you know. Um, So it's just just a whole new experience for them. And they all they all react differently. Yeah, it's it's kind of neat to just see them evolve and learn all these new things.
Well, we again are talking with Kim Harrison. She is with GPA Houston, the Greyhound Pets of America. And we're talking because April is Greyhound, uh, Adopt a Greyhound Month. And so we were talking about how, you know, there's what uh, it seems like uh, the number of Greyhound racing tracks uh, is dwindling. And there's what now there's like 16, it seems like. uh, Is that what I'm hearing? Like 16 tracks left. So a lot of these dogs that need to be adopted are coming from former racing days. It's kind of, uh, kind of crazy to think about. Um, so, you know, we're just trying to get the awareness out about how, uh, greyhounds make great pets. And of course, me being the animal lover, I'm always like, adopt, don't shop people. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's what we're trying to get the word out. But, um, you know, let's touch on, um, the, the greyhound pets of America Houston division. Um, you were just mentioning that you have adopted your third dog from them. Um, but, uh, you know, I, and actually I have a, a former coworker. He adopted one as well. So, uh, for people that, um, are interested, um, I know you guys do different events around town as far as adoption events. Is it is the right? Um, we don't do actual adoption events at different locations. We do that all from the, the Noble Center up in the Spring Woodlands area, um, which is where our kennels are based, where our dogs are. So what we tend to do is we have uh, what we call meet and greets, where we have volunteers. I mean, our whole organization is volunteer-based apart from the three kennel staff that we have looking after the dogs on a daily basis. So we have uh, meet and greets that are hosted. Um, we have some in Old Town Spring, and we have some down at Gilman Subaru, Natural Paws, Orvis, Market Street, and PetSmart. They, on, our, on our website, um, it'll tell you um, which Saturday or Sunday of the month it is and when it, what time it is. So our website is www.gpahouston.org, and then there's a link there with the event. So you can always find out and just go there and check um, which weekend it is and where we will be. And that's where they could meet the dogs, not necessarily adopt them there, but meet them there. Um, and then I'm assuming, like with any rescue organization, you guys are uh, looking for people to foster dogs? Um, we do. We do um, require fosters because all of our dogs prior to being adopted, um, they get either spayed or neutered and they get a dental. Um, that's another thing with, <laughs> with the greyhounds. They have... Um, and I'm not sure what, quite why it is. I think it's something to do with their special enzymes, but they need a good dentist. Greyhounds need a good dentist. So um, we always make sure their teeth are clean ahead of time. And I think a lot of it is just due to the food that they get fed um, when they're young as well. Who knows? And the shape of their mouth, sometimes the food gets stuck in the, you know, in the top of their gums. So we recommend brushing teeth daily as well. So that's kind of a fun routine for them too. Oh, that is so interesting. You, like, you taught me something today. Yeah. Yeah, we like they like to brush their teeth. Yeah, well, the, and you said that like the shape of their mouths. You know, I have a dog with a longer snout, and I feel like yeah, I never knew that the food got caught up there. That's fascinating. Okay, keep going. <laughs> yes, so we have um, people who maybe can't have a dog long term for either work commitments or whatever, but they like to foster. So again, there's um, an application for that um, to be able to foster. And they can find that on the website as well. Yeah, I was just trying to think where you could find that. Yes. Or send an email. There's contacts there as well. You can send an email if that's something you're interested in. 
And, you know, and as somebody that, like I said, um, I'm, I'm a big dog lover. I uh, foster dogs as well. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, it's just so helpful to, for the, the rescue organization, helpful to the dog to have somebody foster. And, you know, it may not seem like a lot, but it really is such a big help. Oh, absolutely. And especially in the case of the Greyhounds, where everything is so new to them. Um, you know, so teaching them how to go up and down stairs, how to, well, walking on the leash is normally not so much of a problem if they have come from the track, because that's how they get exercised a lot. So they're normally absolutely brilliant on the leash. Um, so that's not normally an issue, but just teaching them so many different things is just um, so valuable to them. Helping potty train, uh, that's a big thing too. Um, you know, sometimes because they've been in crates a lot of the time, they don't know any of that. So even though your dog may be four or five, it's still almost like having a new puppy and just teaching them all those different things. So, um, yeah, and, and what's really helpful is our organization is so supportive. So we always emphasize that don't panic if it's something you don't know. We'd rather we called you and helped you through the situation than you left it too long and things got out of hand. So um, we really have a great bunch of volunteers and members. Um, I think we have over 500 members now in the Houston area. Um, but we're always looking for more volunteers because we've always got fun events coming up and things to do. Um, in fact, in October, we have a golf a charity golf competition. Um, so that's, yeah, so that's in October. So that's, we do that, I think, every two years. That's our big fundraiser for the year. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. And with G, uh, with GPA Houston, how many dogs, uh, you know, do you have right now that need to be adopted or, or up for adoption um, that, well, need good homes, I guess? Yes. So w- on our website, we they kind of, Um, they're kind of split into three sorts of areas. We have dogs who are permanent fosters. So maybe they're older dogs that have been returned and they have some health issues. Excuse me. So they're just, they never will be adopted by somebody and they're always in a foster home. You know, maybe the older dogs just to, um, you know, just to see out the end of their days kind of in a loving environment. So we we totally value those fosters because that's kind of a tough job, but very, very rewarding as well. So we have the permanent fosters who will not never be adopted. We have dogs who are available. They're listed as available on the website, and that can range um, from maybe two up to 12. It just depends. We normally have about 20 dogs, 20 to 25 dogs in the program, which means that they're in various stages of going through their medical or their treatment or their evaluations, um, or maybe they're in foster care. Or maybe the dog's just a bit timid and it needs more time to be worked with before we can make it ready for adoption. Um, so those, so the, the, we kind of have about 20 to 25 in our care and then they're all in various stages of requiring to be adopted. But we always have a wait list as well. So as soon as one goes out, there's always another dog ready to come in. Uh, into the kennel so yeah well that's great um and again the website is what gpa houston correct yes gpa houston org. perfect um so again april is adopt a greyhound month and um we're getting the awareness out to help these gentle giants find homes after their racing days are over and um there's a couple websites that i think people should know about um one of them is the greyhoundproject.org that's got information about um adoption here in the area and if maybe you have a a family member somewhere across the country 
history and they're like, oh, I've been thinking about a great that you can go to that website and find out a lot of information and pass it on. Also, um, another great website is adoptagreyhound.org. So those are a couple of the websites that provide information about the, the Greyhound Project and how to adopt a greyhound. And a great resource as well for anybody who's interested um, in learning more about greyhounds is before um, anybody adopts from us, we require that they read the Greyhounds for Dummies book. Um, And it sounds kind of funny, but there's lots of things in there that you just wouldn't even think about before um, adopting a dog. So we just have everybody read that to make sure they have a good idea. I like it. I think most people need to read that book about, well, any dog in general, just read a Dogs for Dummies book. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of the things, too, about greyhounds. You always get asked, you know, are they good with kids? Well, it's kind of like any dog. It just depends. You know, it depends on the children. It depends on the parents. It depends on the dog. So, um, I mean, I have two little kids and, you know, they they get told off from the dog every now and again if they get out of hand. But it's typically their fault. So um, the dogs really are great with the with the with the kids. So oh, I love it. Well, um, I mean, yeah, there's just, I mean, adopt one, you could donate, I mean, you could foster, there's so many, uh, so many ways that people can help and obviously with, oh, go ahead. Yeah, you can even just come and um, volunteer um, on the kennels on Saturdays. Um, we have a volunteer where they can, um, we have a bath brigade once a month on a Saturday where we get to bath all the dogs. So um, you can find out all the details about that, how to volunteer. Oh, that is well, you give the you give dogs the baths. Yeah, we we bath them at once once a month, so they get a bath um, at the kennels. And every Saturday, the volunteers come up and they'll take the dogs for a walk and groom them and brush their teeth and everything, just to get them used to people and getting handled. And they they enjoy it as well. So it's a win win. And I was going to say, you know, if you've got a teenager that needs to be put to work, that's a you know a great way to help out and get them doing something for sure. Yes. Yeah, so I will say, don't just turn up, though, but give, uh, send an email or something or, or find out before that. So Okay, and again, the website for uh, Greyhound Pets of America Houston is gpahouston.org. Again, uh, ways to volunteer, donate, adopt, foster. I mean, they've got everything there. And again, uh, April is... Uh, Greyhound, Adopt a Greyhound Month. So there's a couple websites again that we can touch on real quick. Adoptagreyhound.org for more information or you can always go to the greyhoundproject.org for more adoption info. Anything else that you would like to uh, talk about, Kim, before we go? Um, nothing in particular. I would just say, and it's the same as I would say to anybody, no matter what dog that they're going to adopt, is um, you know, be educated, learn about them, understand it's a commitment for life as much as it is, you know, within your control. Um, and just these dogs are so grateful. They just want a chance and they just want to find their forever home and find a family to love them. So um, they really are worth it. And they give you back 10 times more plus than what you give them. So they're just amazing animals. Amazing animals. My, uh, my saying is dogs, all they do is love. So there you go. Yes, they do. They don't hold grudges. They just want you to be nice to them. That's all. That's right. Well, uh, Kim, thank you so much for joining us. And again, Kim is with, uh, Greyhound Pets of America Houston. They're, uh, the kennels are up near, uh, the woodlands, correct? Yeah, they're in spring. It's called the Noble Center. It's an amazing facility. It's just, uh, recently been built. 
I've just been for over a year and it's just absolutely amazing. We're so blessed to have that facility up there. So um, just lovely. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And if you, again, uh, want any info, gpahouston.org. Kim, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having, having me. It's been a pleasure.